couple weeks ago, Colin was talking about how there are certain times when all eyes were on Jesus. I was thinking of um, how in a in a school, like in your class, sometimes your teachers might say, "All eyes on me, all eyes on me." You know, so everyone's kind of talking amongst themselves, and and they might say, "Look up here, I've got something to say." And ever since the, he brought this uh, word, I've I've really been meditating on one of those scenes. It's in John seven, and I thought we could just share a couple thoughts together, but just even that one thought of having all our eyes on Him, that's enough. That's enough of a message right there. We have many things to distract us in this life. Good things and bad things. There's bad things, there's temptations to pull us away. But there's also not-so-bad things, the necessary things of life, making a living, uh, going to work, paying our taxes, helping our family, taking care of our babies. All these things are good, but sometimes we can forget how important it is to have our eyes fixed on Jesus at all times. And so, every once in a while, we need to hear Him say again, look at me. Look at me. So, John 7, Jesus goes to a feast, and a feast at this time was a very busy time. Everyone came from all around Israel, and they would all trek up to Jerusalem. So, everyone out of town was there. All the hotels were full. Everyone's house was bursting. And there were just people thronging everywhere. And they would come to the temple courts. And there would be celebration and eating, drinking, singing. It was really an exciting time to be in Jerusalem. And Jesus, in chapter 7, at first... He tells his brothers early in the chapter, I'm not going to go to the feast right now. You go ahead. But then he comes later, and he's kind of watching. Everyone's kind of whispering, is Jesus going to come? Is Jesus going to come to this feast? So then at the very end of the feast, this is a long, I think it was seven or eight days long, right? And at the last day, this is what happens. 37, this is verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to Me and drink. He who believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this He spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in Him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. It's a very short speech He gives, but I imagine that everyone's eyes were on Him. This is somebody who had worked miracles, and he'd been going around throughout Israel, healing people, 
even raising some from the dead. And by this point, people were really starting to wonder, who is this person? I believe that we see in this short little speech a proposal, a promise, and a purpose. And it's for us too. It's for us too today. A proposal, a promise, and a purpose. The first thing he says is, is anyone thirsty? I was wondering, if any, is anyone in here thirsty? Raise your hand, like physically thirsty. Why are you so thirsty? Didn't drink enough, right? You know, we're not thirsty unless we're lacking something. If you just guzzle a gallon of water, you probably would not be thirsty after that point. You'd be satisfied. If you guzzle a gallon of salt water, what would happen? Well, not a gallon. That's probably going to kill you. Are you going to be thirsty? You'd be more thirsty, right? You know, the interesting thing is, Jesus says this not at the beginning of the feast, but at the end. He's not talking about physical thirst. He's talking about a thirst for meaning in life, a thirst for God, a thirst for purpose. And these people had been worshiping and celebrating for seven or eight days, and at the end, they were still thirsty because none of that could satisfy them. They were engaged in all this religion. But Jesus knows religion will never satisfy your thirst. All the things the world says will satisfy your thirst, none of it will. You could drink and drink and drink from it. And it's just like drinking salt water. Turn real quick, just keep your thumb in there, John 7. But flip back to Jeremiah really quickly. And we have a verse here that's a... We read it a lot. It's a great one. Because it kind of captures really quickly and really succinctly a problem that human beings have. Israel had this problem, but we have it too. This is in Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2. Poor Jeremiah. He had, a, he had a beautiful message, but nobody listened to him. You know, I think about Jeremiah saying the same thing to the people of his day. Is anyone thirsty? Come to me. I have a message for you. God has given me a message for you, a word. But people didn't listen to him. But he kept speaking. He was faithful. But right at the beginning of his ministry, he says this in verse 13. This comes straight from God. Jeremiah 2.13 For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they've hewn out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, or broken like uh, reservoirs, broken reservoirs that can hold no water. And this is what we've done as human beings. Forsaken God, we leave Him behind. God can't satisfy me. So then we try to satisfy that thirst that we have with all these other things. We get into our work. We try to make lots of good friends and we try to be popular. 
we have our hobbies, we watch TV, we fill our minds with all these different things, thinking that it's going to satisfy us. Maybe we think, if I can just marry that right person, if I can just have the right amount of kids, if I can just have the right job or move to the right town, I know then I'm going to be happy. Then I'll be satisfied. But that's just like digging a well, a leaky well. And then you go to the well in the morning, you're thirsty, and there's nothing in it. You're like, I keep pouring water in this well. What's wrong? It's broken. Jesus knows that. And at this time, the Jews, the religion they were practicing was like that broken cistern. It was not quenching anyone's thirst. They kept trying. They came to the feast. So Jesus stood up at the end and he said, here's a proposal for you. Is anyone thirsty? Come to me and drink. Come to me and drink. And that may not feel like it makes very much sense to us sometimes. How can you drink from a person? What does that mean? But he says later, he's talking about believing in him. Because he says, if anyone believes in me. So the drinking is a picture. When you come and drink at that well, you're believing him and everything he said. That's the proposal. And he's offering that to everyone here. He's offering that proposal to everyone out there. Everyone back in your house that you left to come here. Everyone at your school, at your workplace. He's saying the same thing. Anyone who's thirsty, come to me and drink. You know who thought they weren't thirsty at this time? The Pharisees. They didn't realize they were thirsty. They thought they were doing fine. And it's only when you know you're thirsty that you'll come to Jesus. And so something might be happening to you right now that's really showing you, I'm thirstier than I thought. I am not happy. I'm not satisfied. I'm trying to make it, but I'm grouchy all the time. I'm short-tempered. I, you know, I, I feel like uh, I'm angry. Jesus is telling you what you really are is thirsty. He proposes. We use the word proposal for a wedding, right? Where a guy proposes to a woman. But Jesus here is proposing to you, come to me. I will satisfy you. If you drink from this well, you'll never thirst again. That's what he told the woman at the well. If you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. So that's the proposal. What's the promise? Verse 38. He who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And once again, that sounds weird. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that, that doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> what are we talking about? For one thing, some of your Bibles, some of the versions might have different word there, right? Maybe it says, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Some of you might say, out of his innermost being. You know what the word really means in the Greek? Womb. It's a word that's typically translated womb. And now I don't have a womb, I'm a man, right? But what normally comes out of the womb? Life. Life. The baby comes out of the womb. And Jesus is telling these people a mystery. If you come to me, 
you will experience new birth, new life. You who up to this point have been struggling and thirsty and looking for answers everywhere, now you will have something that will never die. Out of his belly, out of his innermost being will come these living waters that will never stop flowing. You can't be thirsty if you have living water flowing out of you, can you? In fact, you're so full, it's overflowing. So you might see, well, what's the point of that? All I need is enough to satisfy myself, right? And that takes us to the final one, the purpose. Jesus not only gives us this proposal, come to me, or this promise, if you do come to me, from out of the midst of you, out of the midst of you is going to come these rivers of living water. We also have a purpose. Because the water coming out is for the refreshment of all the people around you. You know, there's this beautiful picture in Ezekiel. We don't have time to read it, but we have an Ezekiel here this morning with us today, this young man. And Ezekiel the prophet saw a vision once of a new temple. And out of the temple, this little river started trickling out. But then it grew and grew, and it became this river of living water that came out and everywhere the river went life came it healed the land that was dry and broken you and I are meant to be the temple of the Holy Spirit that's what uh, the Bible teaches us your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit so in some ways Jesus is speaking here of this mysterious way that believers go from being some thirsty, cranky, dried up, shriveled old being, and all of a sudden now we are so full that we are there's rivers coming out to bless and to touch the lives of everyone that we meet. Isn't that a beautiful life to live? You and I can be the kind of person that could bring that living water to people. We can point people to the source, to Jesus. We can speak words that don't tear down, but actually bless people. That's a purpose. If you want a purpose for your life, that's where you'll find it. You can stop worrying so much about meeting your own needs, but they're going to be so met that you're going to overflow and bless the people that you come into contact with. So that's our message today. Look at Him. Look to Him. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. He says, Come to me, anyone who's thirsty. Once you believe in me, from within you, from your innermost depths, is going to come a river of living water. And it will be a blessing to everyone around you.